welcome, welcome, one, welcome all to another episode of the Deductionist podcast in our relatively new but pretty much the same setup <laughs> as before. I'm working on it, all right? I'm working on it. There is a new setup coming. Um, I just have to figure out the logistics of it. <laughs> Hope you're all keeping well and lovely and awesome. Welcome to board. Welcome to Mr. Jane and everybody else that's watching and joining in through the ether of the internet, I guess. <laughs> How's your week been? I hope it's been a glorious one, an educated one, full of uh, lots of uh, uh, takeaways. I, I'm starting to sound like a, a primary school a primary school teacher of sorts here at this stage. <laughs> so. Let's get let's get straight into it, right? The Monographs version two, um, the Kickstarter is is fabulously uh, uh, taken off uh, at the moment, thanks to you wonderful human beings. So thank you very much for that. Uh, although somewhat annoyingly, for my need to make things even, uh, last time I checked, we were at forty eight followers. So if we could if we could get to fifty on that, or even just drop it down to forty five. I'd be, <laughs> I'd, I'd be able to be okay with that. It's like you know when you're turning up the volume on the TV, it's it's got to be at like ten or fifteen or twenty or thirty-five, this uh, uh, this way. Um, so it has actually gone live for uh, for pre-sale for pre-order on um, the the MX Publishing website. So uh, if you were to go over to it at the moment, you would be able to find this particular page right here. Let me just move me out of the way. There we go. Put me right down there. So if you go over to mxpublishing.com, you'll be able to find a pre-sale order for the book right now. If it is, if it is that the that's that's something that you're super keen to get involved in, that's that's right there for you to be able to do. Suffice it to say, if you're keen on following the uh, the Kickstarter as well, then that will also be going live very soon uh, indeed. There are a, a few little things that we need to get sorted uh, in terms of the proofing. Um, I've I've had the first proofs back uh, uh, today. Uh, and there's some spacing issues that I just need to solve. Uh, so once they're done, then we can start to roll it out from there, and we uh, and we will be good to go. And you guys can get this in your hands as uh, as fast as you possibly can. Um, oh, I think a Discord server would fit this new format very well. Uh, cool. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is or what that entails doing. Somebody would need to explain it to me or do it for me, um, which whichever <laughs> whichever comes first in that scenario. Cool. Um, I was there was a, a a group that I used to go to. Um, God, that makes it sound like I was in therapy of sorts, which is nothing wrong with. <laughs> Just that that wasn't the type of group it was, um, where there was a talk of, of setting up a discord server for uh for the people to uh, uh oh julie knows as well uh discord is the way cool somebody tell me what it is then because i have i have no idea <laughs> je sais pas 
Um, uh, 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 what was I talking about? Oh, that's an old man moment. <laughs> yes, the uh, uh, the uh, the previous Discord group of of discussion that was being spoken about uh, from the group of guys uh, that I that I sometimes connect with. They were discussing setting up this server to uh, uh, you know to to figure it all out and stay in touch during the, uh, during the time between the meetings and you know so we could all be working on whatever it was that we were working on at this particular time. I was like, yeah, great, let's do it. You know, all of these positives sound awesome. I have no idea what Discord is. I mean, I know it's a social media thing of sorts, but other than that, clueless. Captain Clueless. I think I've even joined one or two Discord servers before, but um, in terms of having this run through that, I, 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 I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> Don't know what that is or how to do it. So if somebody can tell me, uh, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, Discord is a messaging platform where you can have text conversation, voice calls, it's like somewhere you can create forums, but a bit more modern. Cool. I mean, if if you're if you're happy to do that, board, uh, let me know. <laughs> you know, I can always join in with the fun that way around. But in terms of setting it up, I, uh, I would I wouldn't even know where to start with that kind of thing. So that's the updates for you that I have in terms of uh, uh, the monographs. In that way, uh, let's let's move on to the discussion that was on the cards uh, in, in terms of problem solving. So, and it's and it's something that we've spoken about a good number of times. Right? It's something that the 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 topics that we look at revolve around an element of this uh, every single time. You can't get away from it. And you know whether we're looking at certain critical thinking aspects or, or whether we're applying one of the options, be it deduction, induction, abduction, whatever it is that way around. Those are all the specificities of techniques. You know, it, it, it is a little like if if you were to walk up to a martial arts class and they'd just be saying, well, what do you do? You, go, oh, you just punch them in the face. Uh, okay, but how? What's the what's the mindset that we use to facilitate that kind of change? How do we keep doing this, right? And now, this is the kind of line drawing in the sand that that I have to do with this kind of material because there are ways that we can do it where it would revolve around hammering a single technique to make sure that you've got it before we can move on. But that would mean that each one of these podcast episodes would be about a week and a half long, and <laughs> you know, that's not really, that's not really conducive for the sake of time, focus, attention, energy, health, mental health, physical health, all of that kind of thing. It doesn't really, uh, it it doesn't really help um, with with the activation of that. So let's look at it in terms of how to think with these particular problems. Not necessarily how in terms of whether I'm just applying deductive reasoning or I'm asking questions through this kind of retrograde analysis or whatever. Not that kind of how. This, the, 
the personal approach that one would take to solving these types of uh, situations, these types of problems. And with it, all problems can be tackled. Every, every last one of them. Every last one of them. And there is an element that's 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 popped up time and again through a, a phrase that I love, uh, in that emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning, right? And that's it's not mine. Um, though though I say it that often, people seem to think that it is uh, it is my phrase. It's not. It's it's Conan Doyle's. It's it's Sherlock Holmes's. You know that's that was their their gift to the world, uh, and through it, it's very often misunderstood. Right? It's 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 very often mis misunderstood in that, um, well, we just need to control our emotions and be a cold, hard reasoner. You know, that's it's not the case, right? The, the the kind of analogy that I've taken with it is, whereas the emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning, but the qualities of emotion are not. Right, emotional in that particular context would be defined by the letting go. And in that letting go, you are letting go of of reason, right? Because you're leaning too far into modes of thinking that are inherently without reason. <laughs> right? Can you explain why you laugh at some jokes and not others? Well, because you found it funny. Cool, right? That's how you reason and rationalize it. But some people punish others for not finding them funny. Some people punish others for finding it funny, right? And this this is the whole kind of uh, a debate that you can very often get into when it comes to, you know, the concept of uh, uh, emotional qualities being antagonistic to clear reasoning. And, that, uh, you know, out of the, the dark recesses, of the internet comment sections there's this kind of buzzword phrase that's that's popped out that's been given its own stigma from from the kinds of people that say it in that facts don't care about your feelings in that way right that as a as a sentiment uh it, it makes sense in its own little world Right, but if we're talking about problem solving specifically, a fact has to understand a feeling in order for it to be a fact. And I'm 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 saying specific situations here, because like when you think about it, take that uh, uh, analogy of 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 jokes again. There are some comedians that I laugh full belly laugh at that others get massively offended by does that mean that i'm right and they're wrong or they're right and i'm wrong no it just means that i find that funny and they don't that is the fact in that moment that doesn't care about the feeling right the fact is i find it funny the fact is other people don't right when that starts to become out of control as people using it as a, a as a as a platform to gain other assessments somewhat incoherently in in that way right because this is where the the the, the whole uh, critical thinking angle comes in so the 
idiosyncratic way that we could we could get towards this and i'm i'm very <laughs> i'm very now conscious of the fact that i'm stemming towards some kind of flow state discussion around this because i, I you know i with this being a podcast format um i'm i'm still keeping the theme alive in in that we have uh, topics that we are are going to discuss and the applications of them therein but other than that there's no uh, there's no real planning there's no notes i'm just talking to you about what's in here and it's and it's coming out with no gateway the the reasoning through a particular situation whatever it is to me is a little like um that ancient computer game was it pong you know with the two little paddles that had happened the other side of the screen and they are just continually bouncing a ball back from one another right and it just keeps going it just keeps going it just keeps going there's more questions to ask more information to see and the only time that stops is when you get to a solution to a particular problem that fits every facet of what it is that's happening in that moment right you know the amount of times that somebody says to you oh i don't care right i i would initially take time to say well that's not true <laughs> you are wrong right in that moment one could argue that i am trying to do the the fact not caring about your feelings but i have to understand their feelings in that moment this is what i'm talking about the qualities of emotion in that way i would have to understand why they believe that they don't care because to not care would mean that it just doesn't matter to you it's not it's not a, a thing that you focus on that has any kind of emotional relevance whatsoever it is just a, a thing that passes by somebody a stranger in the street that you don't even notice that is not caring to talk about the frustration or you know the joy or any other kind of emotive concept that you want to bring to it and then finish with oh i don't care anyway you do <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have brought it up <laughs> right that the, the amount of people that will say things like um uh, well in, in a job role environment yeah uh you know i i, I don't uh, i don't have any faith in this system that we have yet yeah, there is continual uh, uh, inquiry into uh, people and things and elements that are composite parts of it well you do <laughs> because otherwise if you didn't have any faith you'd wash your hands of it and go away and do something else the continual asking of questions to get towards that dichotomy of emotional qualities or the qualities of emotion and with that you can solve pretty much any problem pretty much any problem and i'm saying pretty much because i obviously aren't aware of all of the problems that exist but so let's let's ask a uh, a, a, an ai service what are the most common problems that face human beings and if you've got any problems in the chat that you uh, that you uh, want to make a, a, an example of this discussion let's do it pop them in the chat as well 
starting to feel like a little uh, a, a little bit like vanilla ice. If you've got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out my hook while the DJ revolves it. Uh, and so um, they've uh, AI's brought it back on an individual level and a societal level. So from the individual level, we've got mental health, physical health, relationships, financial insecurity, and a lack of purpose or meaning. And on a societal level, we've got poverty and inequality, conflict and violence, climate change, discrimination and injustice, and access to education and healthcare. We've, uh, 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 Mr. Jane, we've covered riddles a ton of times. Uh, I'm 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 talking um, I'm talking about like a you know a, a human concern something that you would have to apply um, a little investigative practice to because it has real fallout and it has real stakes however big or small that they, they might be if it is that you get to a point where you can't solve a riddle you just go I don't <laughs> because I obsess about those things but. You know, a human would be well within their rights to go, oh, well, I didn't solve it, or I can't solve it, and move on. But within those moments, those are just like within that example that just fell out of my uh, fell out of my face. There's reasons to be had there to gain more understanding. Look at the two different viewpoints of saying, oh, I didn't solve it, or oh, I can't solve it. There's there's information to be asked there, right? You didn't solve it. That's that's a solution to the, the 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 problem of taking a riddle on at that particular moment. Somebody saying I can't solve it, we have an outcome. Can you not solve it, or have you just given up? Why did you give up? What did what made you give up in those moments? How did the tackle of this riddle make you uh, feel when approaching the intellectual information? Was it just that you didn't have enough information to bring to it, or it made you feel thick and then it stressed you out because you were right? You answer all of these all of these things that pop up. Right, and and you have a better recourse to deal with them. So as as you guys from the chat, um, uh, have a have a think about that that area as well. I'll take one of these that is. It sounds on the surface like a particularly big topic. Right, it sounds like a particularly big topic. A lack of purpose or meaning. Many people struggle to find purpose or meaning in their lives, leading to feelings of emptiness. And dissatisfaction right you could look at that right the way at the start and think okay how, how, how do I find meaning would, how would you answer that question meaning is to find meaning would be derived by a search finding yeah to to find a meaning to be given a meaning is 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 something else altogether but to to find it to discover it is detailed by exploration in those moments so those initial moments you can look at the person to go is it just that you don't have any meaning or are you not looking right and then if the person says like well you know i've you know i've i've got this job that's going on and it, it's in a lot of time in my day and you know the uh, commute and my my landlord might kick us out at any minute and you know a lot of things facing people in in england at the moment and you say that's fine 
So it's not that you are with without meaning, it's just that you are being given purposes that have a higher priority at that particular time. So the search for meaning can still go on. Because if you think about it, 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 it connects back to, you know, that dumb self-help property. But I, what I've asked people in those moments is like, okay, cool. Let me give you an example from somebody that, that I've asked similar questions to. It wasn't about meaning, but uh, this was more about the the aspect of time uh, when I was talking to this other person about it. But the concepts remain the same. In that, uh, I, I said to this person, so how long she shifts? And they're about 10 to 12 hours. Differs because of the nature of the work. So between 10 to 12 hours. Fine. So let's put that at a maximum and say 12 hours. That's 12 more hours that, is, that are left within the day. Cool. How much, uh, how much of that do you spend sleeping? Right? Because of commutes and all sorts, they guessed on average between six and seven. That's fine. Let's say seven. That leaves five hours in that moment. What are you doing with those five hours? And when it got down to it, the more you pushed, the more you hammered those stories that they tell themselves, which are like a little cocoon of comfort that people wrap themselves in, however validly that might be. And for most people, they believe themselves to be valid. But when you're getting this kind of uh, Pong-level approach towards reasoning, you just keep pushing, you just keep asking questions, right? Uh, when it got down to it, it was just that they didn't feel motivated at that way. And there you go. There's another problem. So when was the last time that you felt motivated? Well, it was when this and this, and it presented other options that they could do it, which gave them the energy to find meaning. So it's not that they didn't have meaning. The, the answer to that problem was that they didn't have the energy to look. And when you get towards that... It is about taking a refreshingly honest perspective to look at things, to look at all of these emotional qualities of a situation. Just push them over to the side, just for a moment, and let's look at the nuts and bolts of something else. Right? Um, Ward says, uh, let me put the comment on the screen as well. Uh, I, I don't know. The most common thing I can think is problems in relationship, like thinking that your partner is cheating on you or something. It's a pretty common, pretty pretty common problem that pops up. So, what's the first thing that people normally do in that scenario? They talk to someone else. Normally, right? You you talk to your friends about what they think is going on, and you know the 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 other spouse will talk to their friends about what they think is going on. First port of call is getting the two people in the relationship to talk to one another, right? The fact that this person, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, didn't want to, to, I'll give you one from uh, from my life. An ex of mine uh, didn't want me to go out with her and her friends because I don't like dancing. It's not something that I like to do. That's something that they like to do in that moment so me being there made them feel awkward because i didn't like dancing the more she spoke about that with her friends the more the invented situation became worse and worse and worse as opposed to just talking to me about the apparent mood that i was in 
<laughs> and how I'm doing all of this to make other people feel bad. Right? You just constantly explore the nature, the real mechanical nuts and bolts of a situation without the emotional influence before putting it back on top. It is just this thing that keeps on going, that keeps on going, that keeps on going. And like in that moment, so let's say, for example, God forbid your partner does cheat on you. Horrible situation to be in. It's awful. Been there. Right? Twice. You could say to yourself, what did I do to make this happen? Which most therapists would go, you know, you can never make somebody cheat. They're going to do this and they're going to do this. You know, whatever happens, happens. It's a default in their character, not in yours. Okay. And this, I'll preface by saying, is just a personal opinion. It's a personal opinion on the nature of the reasoning practice here. My part in that I have to own for either not picking up on it sooner or not acknowledging the things that I picked up on that made me suspect that these other things were happening that led towards this build-up and in those particular moments. So as much as that situation is very much somebody taking, uh, taking the wheel in an arsehole kind of way, I can own some part of that. So it's not about me making them cheat. It is about me understanding why they cheated, which, if you can understand, is a very different question. Yeah? Let's let's take another one from this. Uh, let's take a societal one. Uh, let's have a look. Poverty and inequality. That's, that's one that, that faces a lot of us. Poverty and inequality, especially in the UK now, with us being back in a recession. I think I'm, according to recent facts and, and statistics, I'm only a, a, like a few quid above the po uh, above the poverty line myself, um, which is a unique challenge that's right there. But that's by the by. So this is what we got. The uneven distribution of wealth, resources, and how that creates significant hardships for many individuals and communities, right? So we can look at that, who creates the uneven distribution of wealth and resources. It's quite flippant to say, well, the government. As soon as you mention the government, people get triggered. People get triggered in that way. The, the, the question that pops up a lot of the time now is, uh, like in current climates, we've got 14 years of... The, the Tory party systematically fucking us as a country. Uh, just uh, <laughs> it's it's hard not to uh, to acknowledge those facts, right? And we and, and again, it's something I've mentioned a couple of times. If you if you ask, all right, what were the what were the benefits that we got out of Brexit? Oh, you're just a remoner. You just like I didn't ask any of that. Just somebody tell me what the benefits were. They can't. This is an emotional quality. But the the, the current uh, thing that pops up a lot of the time is um, uh, well, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm going to vote Tory again because I don't trust Labour. Okay, based on what? 
They haven't been in power for 14 years, right? <laughs> we have a proven track record of this uh, company making mistakes, ruining it, and blaming other people. And a lack of responsibility. That's a proven track record that we've had for 14 years. But then the emotional qualities come in from that side. They think, well, people just then attack anyone else. Give them a chance. <laughs> right? If you don't trust Labour, that's fine. It's not just a two-party system. There are others. Go look at them for all. Give them a go. <laughs> that's, that's where the uneven... If you look at this concept of the uneven distribution of wealth... This then has a tendency to get towards capitalist and socialist debates in that way. But we're really looking at solving poverty and inequality. Like if you look at some of the situations, um, I, I think it was um, to do with a, a process in America. Uh, and I would need to be fact-checked on the exact statistics. This is just something I saw whilst I was scrolling through the news. So... Take take that with what whatever pinch of salt you want. the The apparent figure uh, to end homelessness was like maybe a, a few million or or a billion over the amount that is being sent to like the war in Ukraine and and the whole shitstorm of Israel and Palestine uh, at the minute. Why can't we solve homelessness? <laughs> right? Did Musk really need to buy Twitter? Couldn't he put 40-odd billion dollars, whatever it was, to better use? If he was that keen on giving it away anyway, couldn't he have done that? So then that raises questions about people's motivation. Not just him. Uh, but like all, all of the people in, in positions of, uh, of economic power. Like we can we could come back to the prime minister at the minute, worth something silly like uh, seven hundred million, eight hundred million, something like that. I don't know exactly. It's a lot of money. Um, and, and ask ourselves where his motivation is towards the distribution of wealth, given the facts that we know about his dealings. So it becomes about the motivation of the individual. How do we solve that? We solve that then by changing the motivation of the individual, by putting different individuals in charge. There's the solution. There's the solution there. It doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other of individuals. Anyone else. <laughs> Anyone else that isn't within the party that's proven this this thing happens over and over and over and over again. 14 years of information versus nothing from all of the other parties i don't trust labor fine don't trust for them don't vote for them but voting for this uh, this other side is not a well-reasoned debate it's something that you're not applying any reasoning to right if you have and there is information that i don't know i'd love to know Right, because it sounds like I'm calling out some kind of political debate in that moment. I'm just showing you the way that this reasoning chain can be applied to consistently give you fresh data to work with that is outside the influence of emotion. Right? 
one thing that I get a lot is because I wear lots of like loud, silly T-shirts and I'm, I'm, I'm covered in tattoos. People immediately develop uh, an assumption about my competence within this kind of material or my competence within my work role because professionalism dictates in certain scenarios that I should be wearing a suit and be clean shaven and uh, my, my skin should not have any pretty pictures on. Okay, that's fine. All those opinions are cool that you can have. But you've got all of these opinions about an aesthetic nature. How does aesthetics translate to what happens up here? If you can tell me how that does, then we have more reason to bring to the debate, more critical thinking to bring to the debate. If all you're doing is bringing numbers on the back of it, numbers could tell you anything in that particular domain of aesthetics. You've just got to ask the right kind of people. right? When you see uh, uh, an article on, a, uh, on some kind of news outlet, recent study finds how many of you go and try and track down the study. Most people would likely be saying, well, I don't do that. I take some kind of a relaxed empirical approach towards finding this kind of information. If it's good enough for the news, that's fine. Most of the time, uh, I'm saying most of the time with the articles that I've read in this scenario. Uh, so, I don't know, over the last couple of months, maybe 20. If I were to hazard a guess, hate that word, but I am basing it on nothing. So when, like I've, I've made, I make it a habit to go through and I will find the, the study that it's connected to. Recent study finds that this causes this. Fair enough. Let's go and have a look at the numbers. And it's from a, a group where like 20 or 30 people have been spoken to. 20 or 30 people compared to the billions on the planet? No, no. <laughs> right so for for every uh, uh ounce of a number that connects towards a stereotype like not all blondes are thick <laughs> that's that's the easiest one that happens in that moment not all blondes are thick <laughs> right i know i know a, a perfectly good number of people who are thick that have no hair <laughs> right and this is this is the nature of of what it is that we're seeing so when we're reasoning out data the tendency is to get confused almost around emotional qualities being antagonistic to clear reasoning so let's remove all emotion well we can't do that as human beings <laughs> give or take a, a you know a, a few situations and a few scenarios what is a good idea is to move the qualities of emotion to one side for a moment, then look at the nuts and bolts, then have a look at how that's viewed through the lens of that particular emotion. Because then that gives you information that's connected to the nuts and bolts, and it gives you the perceptual circumstances as well. So you're bringing twofold to apply to a situation that you can keep applying it to and keep applying it to and keep applying it to. Let's let's have a look at this one. Uh, let's take another one. Uh, physical health. From chronic illnesses to accidents and injuries, physical health concerns can significantly impact our lives. Of course they can. Of course they can. It's that classic line of, of Fat Bastard from the Austin Powers films. 
Um, I eat because I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat. I, I take a moment to just think about that. That's an awful situation to be in. It's horrible. Um, but with that presents uh, uh, presents a uh, an an easy application to inquire about fixing it. Why you know why are you unhappy in those moments? Right. That's why we explore. We we get happiness on track, and if you eat because you're unhappy, and happy because you eat, one fixes the other in that moment. And if you look at uh, uh, like a physical health in terms of fitness, how about you look at the uh, the approaches that you can take? So, what do you want from physical health? Is it just is it losing weight, or is it a specific skill, or is it you know? A, a, a specific strength feat are you training for a, an iron man you know whatever you bring it to the table then you look at the list of uh, possible hindrances to that right the nuts and bolts the nuts and bolts of it connect to feelings and you can push them together to better understand because if somebody wants to do an iron man but uh, i don't know they have um fibromyalgia right horrible chronic illness then we have to work within their own expectations to maintain their mental health during the process you have to work within their physical health to maintain their expectation to, right and what you're doing in those moments is just continually asking questions putting emotions to one side temporarily temporarily because emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning but the qualities of emotion not is that some vain attempt to try and make a pithy catchphrase out of it maybe a little but is it relevant absolutely because when we're dealing with human concerns specifically within the realms of a Sherlockian moment you can walk up to a scene and have the nuts and bolts, the mechanicry of this happened, that led to this, that led to this, that led to this, that led to this. When you start to ask the why it led to this, why this happened, and so on and so forth, when you're looking at a motivation for something, emotions influence decisions. Okay. So that's our brief little look at how it is that you can apply these methods to start being able to solve any and all problem. No one's saying to disregard the influences of emotion. We are just saying, pop it to one side for a moment. Let's look at the actual details of the matter, and then let's bring emotion back into it to see how these elements connected together and the kind of information that it created on the top. All right, guys? So with that in mind, I'm, uh, I'm going to love you and leave you. Um, make sure you stay tuned for the monographs release very soon. Make sure you're clicking like and subscribe on the video itself, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow along there too. It is a free source, a free avenue that you can tell how your system that you get your podcasts, what kind of podcasts you enjoy, and it's an easy way to help out 
creators like myself so we can do this for longer and bring you the kind of information that you want so with that in mind uh, i'll see you next time take it easy have a good one